Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Alcoholics Unanimous. I am Josh. I'm an alcoholic and drug addict. Um, this has been a long time coming, um, but finally back on the mic and in front of the camera. Um, I think it's been two years since the last episode, um, which is a long time. Um, a lot has been going on. I don't even remember what I was talking about on my last episode. I think it was uh, codependence. Or, it was actually codependence um, I was talking about, um, which is uh, still, still a thing for me. Um, but this is the first episode in a while, so I'm going to be rusty. Please forgive me. Don't, uh, judge me too harshly on my, um, on my abilities of podcasting here. Um, got this new setup in a new location. I actually moved since the last time you have all seen me. Um, still, still in Long Beach, so holla at me if you're around. Um, you talk, maybe I'll see you at a meeting. Um... But I thought it would be a good idea to start this podcast up again um, for my own sake. Um, try to get uh, try to get these uh, you know things that I want to talk about out, so that they stop rattling around in my head, which, as we all know, is a big factor for kind of how we feel and how we act on uh, <clears throat> an everyday basis. Um, for me, it's a, it's always a it's always a good idea to just talk and let stuff out and not let it fester and um you know I don't ever really I never really listen to these after I record them I just kind of edit them make sure that they sound good and then send them on their way um but you know I'll probably go back through these and at least uh listen a little bit to kind of what I'm talking about and um how I sound um so, anyways, what's been up with me? Um, well, let's see. The last two years, a lot has happened. Um, got new jobs, um, kind of found new callings, um, and then all the while still struggled with my addiction. Um, more recently, I am... Um, Jeez, I'm over a thousand days from um, my last drink, and about <clears throat> three weeks from my last uh, marijuana puff, um, which actually kind of you know brought me to back to uh, my rehab center. I was um, going through day treatment for the last couple of weeks. Um, I'm in what we call phase one now. Um, <clears throat> of my recovery, which is not an everyday thing. It's something that I can, I could do, um, a few times a week, um, kind of get back into the swing of life and make sure that, uh, you know, I'm taking everything as serious as I can. Um, so I guess in the last, uh, <clears throat> last couple of years, I, uh, really was kind of just dry drunken, uh, being a dry drunk as, as it were. Um, and what does that mean for the uninitiated? Well, not drinking, but surely not sober. Um, in the case of, uh, in, in case of myself, I was, um, had a little stint with Adderall. That was, uh, that was fun. Um, really can't believe that there's something that gets prescribed to people. 
because man, I, you know, I, I guess, uh, maybe I didn't have the right, uh, diagnosis to need it. Um, but I mean, geez, I was going on like two, three day benders on that, on that stuff. Um, definitely, definitely opens up an, another avenue for you. Um, as far as like your tenacity to get something done, <clears throat> excuse me, especially creatively. Um, it's, uh, it kind of forces you to finish your goal, <laughs> which is cool. But, uh, yeah, I, uh, I don't think this, the lack of sleep was doing me any favor. So, um, cut that out pretty quickly. I think I was, uh, like a month into, um, a month into dabbling around with that before I realized like, Oh, this is a, an issue. So got rid of it. Um, and then, yeah, I was just kind of smoking weed for, that whole time in between and, um, taking breaks here and there, wasn't it letting it get too crazy for myself? Um, you know, I was trying to keep a rein on it as best as I can, but you know, this disease, um, this disease takes over, makes you, uh, makes you not you. So, um, you know, eventually I was just smoking all day, every day and not really, wanting to feel sober and clean, um, which I do now. It's a different, uh, different feel I have now that I'm actually clean. I got the drugs out of my system. Um, my sleep has been pretty wild, having some vivid dreams. Um, and I keep, I keep waking up sweaty as all hell. Um, which sucks. Cause it's like, dude, I had to like, there's like a spot on my bed. It's like wet. <laughs> it's gross. I have to wash my sheets all the time. Um, but, but at least I'm sober. Um, so yeah, that's, uh, that's been going on, but let me, uh, break down what kind of got me to that spot, um, of why I felt like I needed to go back into treatment. Um, for one, I couldn't, I couldn't really stop or, you know, I tell myself, I you know, this is the last one. Okay, well, an hour later, I'm, I'm sparking up again. Um, you know, or um, not going to buy anything today, and you know, find myself make an excuse to head out to the store, and oh, while well, I'm out, uh, might as well go. Might as well. I mean, what am I going to do? Just go home, and be sober? Nah. Um, so that that was kind of my my. MO for a little bit. Um, and you know, I think things were okay, but, um, it was kind of the job I was working. It if we work in remote, which is a blessing, you know, I could be able to do a lot of things, um, that I wouldn't be able to do if I was, you know, in the office. But, um, the thing that was kind of destroying me was, you know, that isolation. Um, you know, I have roommates, but they're at work. Um, actually go into work. So while I was here, it's just kind of me by myself. And, um, you know, that's not, it's not necessarily good for me at the, at the current moment. Um, or at that time, I guess. So yeah, I I was just kind of losing it, I guess. Um, my psyche was in all kinds of different places, uh, shattered, broken, whatever you want to call it. Um, it was not intact and it was not healthy. Um, so 
that was something that I really, uh, that was really affecting me in all kinds of different ways. Um, you know, one being my, um, this kind of paralysis by analysis, overthinking, not really sure what I wanted, um, unable to kind of make a, a move without being high or go somewhere without being high or doing something, making any sort of decision, whatever it was, man, I was just like, just had to get high. So, um, that, that was not, that was not great. Um, but I think the thing that, you know, kind of, uh, besides the isolation, um, besides the broken psyche, the thing that, um, I just wasn't able to do, I just, I wasn't, I wasn't able to like be creative, which is what I like to do. Um, and by being creative, I mean, I like to, I like to write, you know, whether it be poems, short stories, uh, little journal excerpts. I just, I wasn't doing it. I just get high, play video games, go to bed, wake up, go to work and repeat this, repeat the cycle really. Um, so all of that, um, kind of was breaking me, um, and through my, you know, through this recovery, I've f- figured out some uh, kind of uh, underlying issues. Of course, it's not just for me. It's not just the drugs. That's the problem. For me, a, a lot of the times, uh, drug use and alcohol use, it's a symptom of something else I got going on, uh, as it normally, I think, is for, um, you know, for people. So, um I started realizing, uh, and with the help of my counselor, kind of realizing that some of my issues were, you know, from back in the day, um, you know, as a child, um, things that, uh, I'd kind of come to accept as, you know, this is, uh, the way things are. Um, I kind of, uh, I just starting to realize now that what I, what I think about certain things, um, it's kind of just one perspective, right? It's not, it's not anything that's, um, set in stone. Um, you know, why the way I, you know, your brain is kind of programmed to think there's uh, a lot of underlying issues or not issues, but there's a lot of underlying factors that lead into that, um, of like what, what is, um, Jeez, I don't even know where I'm going with this. Bear with me. But I guess these underlying factors are like, why Why am I, why is my thinking the way it is? Well, um, it's because at some point along the way, something happened where it became ingrained into my younger self that, hey, this is the way things are. This is what, um, this is kind of what to expect. This is um, this is just how it goes. And, um, that's not always the case. Um, I think what I'm realizing now is that there's more, a lot more control over my emotions, um, to be had than I I was giving myself credit for. Um, because I kind of was, you know, putting these things up on a spot that's like, you know, it's, uh, putting it almost, it had power over me. Um, when it really shouldn't have. And, and I guess what I mean by that is, you know, my way of thinking, um, how I kind of just trap myself into, you know, uh, 
the way this is the way things are. Um, that became, hmm, I guess that became uh, the leading factor of to why I was stuck in my ways. Um, so, anyways, my counselor um, had pointed out, uh, you know, this weird imposter syndrome I'm feeling of. Um, you know, I'm, I'm just a, a scam or, or something like that. Or, you know, I'm not, uh, I'm not who I think I am. Um, you know, I'm going to fail like these constant, like feelings of I'm not doing the right thing. Um, a lot of that has kind of pointed back to things in my childhood that I, um, you know, that affected me in in certain ways and, you know, it could have been a family issues, um, or stuff from maybe a teacher, um, stuff from other other kids, whatever it was. But you know, it's, things just kind of get locked into your brain in a certain way, and and your brain just kind of runs with those. Um, and uh, <clears throat> for me, excuse me, for me, um, that was kind of the hardest thing to realize was like how much, um, I guess how much accessibility um, there actually is in my, um, in my thinking, if I'm able to recognize kind of where a certain line of thinking comes from, you know, you could point from, you know, you could point to back to the, geez, what am I trying to say? You point back to something in my younger life that, um, my brain just accepted as that's the way it is. Maybe that's the way it was for that situation. But, um, and, and maybe that's what I had to tell myself to get through that moment. But that's not something that is, you know, necessarily true or it's not, a not really the way that it is. Um, you know, and, and most of the times these are like defense mechanisms, you know, something traumatic happens to you or uh, even just major embarrassment or something. And you kind of in your head, you're, uh, okay, cool. Well, I can get through this, um, you know, putting up this defense and, you know, at the time that was probably the right, the right thing that you had to do. But for some reason that stuck into your brain is this is how you get through these situations and this is how you kind of. Um, deal with that. And that is not the case. Um, it is, is, uh, it's interesting because like I heard somebody say in one of these, um, meetings that I'm going to that, um, you should be gentle with yourself on, um, when you have these kind of built-in defenses, because at the time when you didn't know any better, that was how you had to survive. That was how you had to get through that situation. Um, that's, that's what you had to do. You almost be proud of yourself that you figured out a way to get through something that was not, um, really in your favor or something that was, um, bringing you down or traumatic or whatever, you know, you're able to, uh, get through those moments, um, by building up these offenses and that made things a little easier to, to handle for myself where I could just see, Oh, okay. Well, that was just a, 
ignorant response in a way um, because I didn't know any better. But at the same time, um, you know, in the looking towards the future, those that aspect is not helpful for, you know, a, it's not conducive to a healthy adult living. Um, and so in these classes I'm, I'm going to, it's um, our meetings, I guess, or the ACA meeting. So it stands for Adult Children of Alcoholics. A little bit of a misnomer if you haven't been to these before um, because it also deals with other dysfunctions. Um, like my parents were not um, drinkers or drug users in any way. Um, I've maybe seen my dad drink twice. Um, one was a, a Foster's beer and then one, he I remember he had a Mike's Hard Limeade and he was laughing uh, after that one. So um, it was pretty funny, <laughs> but yeah, they never really drank. Um but obviously there was, you know, some other issues that had come up from my childhood that um, were affecting me and that kind of took over my way of thinking. And um, so I'm kind of, you know, going into these meetings with um, really open mind of, of, you know, hey, not everything that I'm thinking is wrong, but maybe there's a lot that is wrong. Um, and when I say wrong, I mean, just not healthy or productive for myself. Um, so, um, anyways, with these, uh, these ACA meetings, it was pretty eye opening almost like right away. Um, and it's a weird group because you never really hear people talk like this openly with this kind of platform, never really hear, um, others kind of speak in this way. So it was really interesting to hear, you know, hear how people approach things. Um, you know, I had a, I had a moment today cause my, um, you know, my boss, uh, came at me a certain way and it reminded me of how, you know, um, I had a, uh, you know, a teacher or, you know, you know, some way my, my dad came at me, reminded me of that. It kind of took me back to that place. And so made me feel a certain way, um, but then you, you know, talking through it, you kind of realize, okay, well, you know, that's, that's exactly what it was. It's just something that reminded you of, of something in your past that you didn't like necessarily. So, um, when, when those things come up, um, the better you are at, you know, kind of training yourself of, all right, well, this is, I'm, I'm used to kind of, I'm used to how my brain just operates that way and, Normally, those something might like something like that might make me triggered enough to use or um, say fuck it or just go in and stop caring. <laughs> Excuse me. Um, so, anyways, um, been going to these meetings and just it's really cool hearing uh, people open up like that um, about these issues because it's always nice to know that you're not necessarily alone. Um, Right, like we—that's what this whole early podcast is about. Um, what all these support groups that we we go to—that's what they're all about as well. It's just you know, kind of group of people talking to each other. Um, if, you know, if you were to talk to a normie about uh, certain things that you uh, deal with as an addict, um, or you know, certain family issues um, as an adult child, like. 
you might come off real crazy um, to that person if they're not really initiated or kind of know about this world. Although, man, the stigma is, is definitely going away in a lot of areas. Um, lot, a lot of people I talk to know somebody or um, are themselves an addict. Um, and so, <clears throat> anyways, um, I've just, that's what I've been working on in the last couple of weeks. Um, I know I'm really babbling, struggling right now. <laughs> so if you're still listening at this point, um, uh, send me a, send me a DM and I'll, I'll Venmo you $5. Uh, but anyways, um, I think, uh, I've found a lot more strength in, in myself and I'm able to kind of almost not laugh at, at those things and, um, at my, you know, at the kind of way my brain you, you find out the way your brain is working. It's, it's, it's almost, it's almost beautiful that, um, your subconscious is kind of doing these things that you don't have any idea what's happening. Um, because it's just trying to protect you and it doesn't want you to feel bad. So it's like, avoid these things. Um, and your, but your subconscious doesn't know that this other person is not that first person that uh, affected you so negatively. Um, but your conscious self does, um, if you pay attention and if you're recognized and if you're able to be gentle with yourself and not, not judge yourself so much and come off as, uh, you know, as long as you don't come off as kind of a, uh, I don't know, as an enemy to your own psyche. Um, because that's kind of, I guess where, where it was, coming down for me was, um, you know, why are things the way they are? Uh, you know, I'm like, it's just, just craziness that I'm feeling. Am I, am I just crazy? No. Well, yes, but no. Um, it's just because things are written in a way that's not helpful or conducive to a healthy lifestyle, um, you know, these days. So I've really been zeroing in on that, looking back at myself, um, the things I've been through, what those things taught me. You know, I had a really good conversation with uh, one of my best friends yesterday. Um, and he was kind of like, he was, you know, a little bit bugging out about certain issues that he's going through. And um, for him, a big component of of his internal struggle is like understanding the why um, behind things. Why did somebody do this? Why did somebody do that? And I think it's, it's a good place to look um, for answers. But the, I think the thing with that is you're, you're never going to necessarily understand the why every single time. Um, and even if you understand somebody else's why, it might not make sense to you. So when it comes to that question of why did this happen or why did that happen? I don't think it's as important as what, you know, what happened, what was the cause and what was the effect? Um, and what is it doing to me now? Because if you have those three kind of factors in there, um, it's the, the why isn't necessary. I think the why behind why anybody does anything 
kind of nebulous. You can't really pinpoint it, even if you were to hold somebody down at gunpoint and be like, why? Uh, are they going to give you the answer? Uh, are they going to remember? Is Was that as an important um you know, thing to them as it was to you, you know, most likely not. So, um, for me, the why is, is not as, um, important to me. It's more of the what, right? Like I said, what, what happened, what was the cause, right? Um, and then what was the effect? Um, what has that done to me now? Um, and I think those three, three things I can kind of look at for myself and, and I can kind of feel, um, okay with you know the things that I'm maybe doing now or the uh, lifestyle I'm have been living or what choices I've made and what uh, you know the the cause and effect of all that um, it, it just becomes a, little, a lot less existential. Um, it's not like this black cloud that is spilling things out at me and then returning to the black cloud like what the hell was that it's more of like i could trace these things back the cloud is a little more transparent um maybe i've allowed it to rain a little bit so the skies have cleared um which is part of i guess my uh you know grieving process of um you know this inner child that is is just trying to survive right i'm safe I'm in a good place. I don't need, uh, I don't need to rely on that, that young kid, um, to move me forward anymore. I'm going to give him a pat on the back. I'm going to tell him, Hey bro, it's time, it's time to check it in. You did good for me. You got me here, but now it's time for adult me to take over. Um, and you know, what does that mean? Somebody that can look back at that child and forgive themselves for, um, thinking a certain way or acting a certain way when in those moments all you were really doing was just protecting yourself trying to survive not trying to uh, uh, not trying to repeat your own cycles Um, but you know inevitably you end up repeating those same things kind of over and over again if you don't look back and understand what is the reason that I'm doing this so that's kind of where I've been looking at. Um, anyways. Yeah. So this was, uh, I guess the first episode of season two of Alcoholics Unanimous. I'm going to end it a little bit early on this one. Um, like I said, man, this was just, a let's get back in the swing of things. Um, planning on doing, an episode a week. Um, uh, hopefully, uh, you know, shoot for a little bit longer. I want to go at least 45 minutes, um, you know, per episode, extend it out to an hour if I need, um, you know, get some interviews and stuff going to kind of spice it up. Um, this won't be my permanent set. Um, so if things change, um, you know, just go with it. Um, it'll still be me here. Um, and, uh, yeah. So I guess, uh, you know, I look forward to uh, seeing you guys again. Let me know in the comments um, what you guys are thinking, how you guys are feeling about everything. Um, if there's any, like, topics you guys want me to talk about or go into, um, 
please send them my way. I'd love to uh, do some research and you know, probably be a little better prepared next time um, with some actual subjects and, and whatnot and some, uh, some materials um, in that regard. So um, with that being said, thank you all for joining me um, for this first episode here, and we'll see you back next week. Later.